Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Lakutimaran Shear. I believe this is our 41st Shear of What Does Rabbi Nachman Say? All text-based classes, as always. If you want to find more classes, you go to Bressel.org, or you can go to my SoundCloud uh, at Shia Sussman or at Nach Daily, and you could search it on YouTube. You can find more classes that we've done. Tonight, we are starting a new lesson. I'm very excited to start this lesson. This is lesson 33 in Lakutimaran. That starts, who is the person who desires life? The one who loves days uh, and sees good. It's really a question, but we're going we're gonna to put that aside for now before we, as we introduce it. So lesson 33 tonight, we're going to spend the next few shiurim learning this piece be in. On a personal note, this is one of the first pieces, or maybe it's the very first piece in Lukudimaran, uh, going back maybe 14 or 15 years ago for myself that I really, really got into, that I was really able to understand from beginning to end and really, really able to wrap my mind around. And I'm happy to be learning this lesson with everyone. Also, uh, we'll just go a quick overview and then we'll kind of jump right into the lesson uh, before we start. So the main themes in this lesson are the need for shalom, peace, balance, and harmony. Uh, we're also we're going to learn, learn about the Torah's ability, the power of the Torah to restore harmony, the power of tzaddikim to bring shalom, happy days, happy days are here, finding the good in every day, having true happy days. And we're also going to learn about the amazing love Hashem has for us and his nation. Uh, but we're not going to get to those topics until later this year. Tonight in specific, what we're going to learn about is the need for shalom, peace, balance, harmony in the world. And this is one of the main reasons why I actually wanted to learn this lesson with everyone is because many of us feel that the world is in inner turmoil and things seem out of balance. And it seems to the onlooker, at least, that there is a lack of harmony in the world. And, uh, that things just seem like totally out of balance. You know, you look at the news, you look here, you look there, and it seems like there's dis-shalom, e-shalom, lack of shalom, lack of balance in the world. And Rabbi Nachman really talks about how the world needs to be in a balance. And not only does the world need to be the shalom, but every individual, every individual needs to have shalom. Every individual needs to be balanced themselves. It's like, when someone's mentally not well, what do we say? They're imbalanced. Or we say they have a chemical imbalance. And really, Rabbi Nachman is going to talk about how to restore balance, both on a macro level, on a worldly level, in the universe, universal level. And Rabbi Nachman is going to speak about how to restore balance on an individual level. How every single one of us can have more balance, more shalom, more peace, harmony, unity in this world, in, uh, in ourselves and in the world. And it's just, it's just an amazing thing. So without any further ado, we're going to start the piece tonight. We're also going to learn a little bit from Kitzer Lakut Maran in this piece, who explains things a little bit. And uh, we're going to take it from there. So without any further ado, I'm going to pull up the screen shares over here. Okay. Do the screen share. And we're in business over here. Okay. Lesson again. This is lesson... This is lesson 33 in Lakut Maran, lesson Lamed Gimel, 
that starts, So classically in Lakud Maran, as we've learned, that the Rabbi Nachman starts with the Pasuk, starts with idea, and he spends the rest of the lesson working back to that idea, working back to that Pasuk. And we're going to come back to this Pasuk in the end. Uh, the literal translation of this is, It's a question form. Who is the man who desires life, who loves his days, and who sees good? It's kind of meant almost in a lament form. We're going to see how Rabbi Nachman, in a few shirim from now, flips this Pasuk on his head and has a, a, a different reading than the classical reading of it. Okay, now let's let's begin. Haklal, uh, haklal who the rule is shesarik levake shalom. A person needs to request. They need to search out peace, shalom, unity, harmony. She has shalom ben yisrael that there should be peace in the world. in between the Jewish nation. And that every individual needs to be in harmony with their midos, with their character, with themselves. That there shouldn't be dissension, there shouldn't be lack of harmony, there shouldn't be conflict between a person and the things that happen in his life. And what does he mean by this conflict? There shouldn't be any difference between good events and bad events. Constantly, a person needs to find God. Like the Pasuk says, whether things are Hashem, which is whether things and Elohim is I'll praise God. So whether things are Good, I'll praise God, whether you see Hashem's chesed, David Melech says, I'll sing to God, or whether I see things are bad, Hashem's me, the sadin, either way, I'm going to praise God. And through and through what can a person find God, whether it's good times or whether it's bad times? It's like that Led Zeppelin song. Good times, bad times, you know I had my share, right? How can you find God, whether it's good times or bad times? Through Torah, which is called peace. Like it says, many people say, like the Pasuk and Mishle says, that all its pathways are peace. The Torah and peace are synonymous with each other. And how else? And through Tzadikim, that are also called the covenant of peace. And because of this, because of the Torah, and because of the tzaddikim, a person can love harmony in every place, whether they're good times or whether they're bad times. And then there could be true peace between the Jewish nation and they could love, they can love one another. Okay, now we're going to just recap and we'll explain what this is saying. So right away, Rabbi Nachman says, right? Right away, he opens up and says, Every person needs to seek out peace. You need to seek out harmony, right? The Jewish nation, we want peace. We don't want QAnon. We don't want uh, Antifa. 
We don't want radicalism, right? What do we want? We want harmony. We want unity. And it's on the Jewish nation in order to go ahead and search out that peace. And it seems almost that what Rabbi Nachman is saying over here, that we need to search out peace. It seems you can't help but think nowadays, again, it's not a political sheer at all, but you can't help but think nowadays that all the disunity in the world, all the lack of harmony, all the e-shalom, the non-harmony, the non-peace that's happening in the world, it seems because there actually is a deep subconscious desire that the world is experiencing and that is longing for achdas, that the world is longing for shalom, right? That they have all these radical groups and can crazy conspiracy theories and half the country wants this and half America wants that, right? And it all really comes for a deep desire, a deep subconscious drive that Hashem implanted within the neshama, the soul of creation, that sarich levake shalom, that people want shalom. But right away, Rabbi Nachman says, how come people don't have shalom? Why is there so much confusion? Why is there so much inner, tim- inner term- turmoil and lack of balance? Because the only way you could truly find shalom, Rabbi Nachman says, is through the Torah. Right? The only way you could truly find shalom is through the tzaddikim that are also called bris shalom. Right? <laughs> so if you don't have the Torah, you delete God from the picture, you take away Torah. So there's no proper way to restore balance. Right? Not only is there no proper way to restore balance, it's just whatever you think is good now becomes good. Whatever my idea of peace, even if it's, even if it's radical, right? Even if it's totally extreme, even if it's totally conspiracy theory, right? Because I don't have the Torah, my idea is what shalom. So Rabbi Nachman is coming along and saying right away, every person needs to seek out shalom, right? And how do you find shalom? You can't just make up shalom. You can't have your own cockamamie ideas of what shalom, QAnon and Antifa, and they're going to fight for peace. That's not what it is, right? Rabbi Nachman says, the idea of shalom is rooted in divinity. It's rooted in Torah Hashem, and it's embodied in the tzaddikim that are called brisi shalom. Not only that, that's on a national level, right? Rabbi Nachman also is addressing, is addressing on a personal level that a person needs to not be in inner turmoil themselves. There, as he says so beautifully, I'll read the words. He says, shalom yechilok that a person on themselves in their own inner world should try to strive not to be in inner turmoil. They should strive for shalom, right? That a person feels a certain sense of disunity, a, an inner turmoil within themselves that as we say, even English, I'm, I don't feel at peace, right? So a person stops feeling at peace with themselves. A person stops feeling in harmony. So what does Rabbi Nachman say the answer is? And he says, uh, so far, it's such a crazy, crazy thing that he says, but Hashem, right? Hold on one second. I think my camera froze. Let's see. Sorry about that, guys. For all the video watchers, my camera just crashed. So I'm back on my regular, my regular uh, computer camera over here. I know it's not as 
not as high tech as the one that I really like to use, but that's okay. Okay. So we were saying that every individual needs to find shalom within themselves. So far, where a person has to look at the good times and the bad times, whether it's we have to praise Hashem. We have to get into the habit of looking that there's no difference between a good day and a bad day. And on every day, we have to be, we have to find shalom in the world. So I was thinking just an insight into this, that he's talking about finding shalom within ourselves. And what does that have to do with Hashem Bekalodavar? The insight that I had into this recently was that a uh, so many is that so many times we get into a situation in life where we have presupposed thinking and we think, oh my God, this is bad. Oh my God, this shouldn't be happening right now. And we think, oh, this is good. Or, oh, this is bad. And the truth is what Rabbi Nachman is teaching and where we're going to learn more about as we go into the next paragraph is that there's no such thing as bad, <laughs> right? And that we get into a situation and we pre-assume that this is a bad situation, that he didn't want this to happen. So they say, oh my God, this is bad. So Rabbi Nachman is saying that we have to align ourselves with truth. We have to align ourselves and reevaluate our mindset of what's considered shalom. This way you could say, whether they're on good days or whether they're on bad days, you could always find peace. So when we get into a situation and we're like, oh my God, this is bad. We're only telling ourselves that in our mind, right? We're only, that's, that's a script, that's a thought, that's a belief that we're holding on to. And in order to see, to praise Hashem, whether it's good or whether it's bad, we need to realign our mindset. We need to realign our thinking that nothing could be more perfect than the moment we find ourselves in. When we align ourselves with the truth, that if Hashem wanted it a different way, he would have had it this way. And that on an individual level and on a global level, all the inner turmoil in the world is exactly the zone of Hashem. It's not separate from God, and it's exactly what God wants. So then we could look at Antifa and QAnon and all the nonsense and the politics and the COVID and the lockdowns and the financial stress that so many people, all of us are struggling with, everyone on their own level. You can now align yourself with the truth, and you can say, this is from God too, because God doesn't make any mistakes. And that's the shalom that Rabbi Nachman is talking about, aligning ourselves with the truth of the world, letting go of that mindset that, oh my God, this is bad. <laughs> and realigning with yourself that if Hashem didn't want it to happen in the world, it wouldn't happen in the world. And the reason why things are happening in the world is because it's exactly the way that Hashem wants it. And nothing could be more perfect. Nothing could be further from the truth. To say that it's not from Hashem is, is crazy. But we have this thinking that we tell ourselves this is not what God wants. And therefore, we say, oh, my God, this is bad. And therefore, we distinguish between good days and bad days. So we're not going to say we need to be the shalom ba'olam. We need to align ourselves that our inner world shouldn't be mechulak. It shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't be in conflict. And the way that our inner world becomes not in conflict is by aligning ourselves with the amuna, with the belief that if Hashem would have wanted a different way, Hashem would have had it a different way. And we know that Hashem is constantly moving the world forward. So it must be good if it's happening from God. Then the conflict that we experience in the world, that the world is having, and the conflict that we experience in ourselves from looking around the world now becomes flat. It becomes shallow. 
this is an amazing thing. It's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's an amazing thing because we really need to reflect on everything that's happening and see that this is exactly what God wants. And if this is exactly what God wants, it must be good. Then all the fear and the anxiety and the worry and the pressure that we hear from the news and we hear that's going on in the world, whether it's a good time or bad time, we begin to see that it's all one. There's numero uno. There's one power behind creation. There are not many powers to our experience of life. There's only one. Okay, now we're going to jump into the screen share. This was a great segue into the next part. Hold on. Actually, before we go to the next part, I have a piece in the in the kits or look at my run. Now we're going to look about that really fleshes this out a little bit more. Okay, this is the kits or look at my run on this lesson, starting from letter bays over here. We're just going to learn letter bays because it, it, Reb Nussin speaks this out a tad differently uh, and just fleshes out more. So how do you get to Shalom? And you get to harmony, you get to unity, you get to balance, finding balance in our lives through the Torah and through the tzaddikim, that both of them are called shalom. And through this, through this, through the Torah and through the tzaddikim, you're able to love God whether things are good or whether things are bad, and you're able to love Hashem's friends. And then there could be harmony and balance amongst all the nation, that we can love one another. Because you won't get confused. You won't become resentful. You won't become negative from anything in the world at all. Hold on, someone's... Okay, hold on. Right. You'll believe and you'll know. You'll have a muna. That anything that happens to you every day, whether good things, whether they're bad things, vitsaros and pain, vidagos, and sickness, hanitzchias. Everything is good. When you see that it's God running the scenes, everything is good. When you see that there's peace and Hashem has a Torah and has tzaddikim and that Hashem is running the world, everything now becomes part of the Ratzon Hashem. It becomes part of the God's plan. It becomes from directly from Hashem and everything becomes good. Everything comes good. We actually saw this in Lesson Samech when we saw Rabbi Nachman said, for those who have been following the classes, Rabbi Nachman said that all Yesurin are tovos gedolos, good things. And you'll see that there's no bad in the world when we connect with the world beyond ourselves. And through this, and this you could truly come close to God if you sincerely and honestly desire. And also you could tolerate your from your friend, even though your friend has inflicted harmony and you bear you might bear a grudge against your, your 
friend has inflicted harm on you and you might bear a grudge against him, and all that resentment and the wrongdoing that they did to you, you'll try to judge them favorably. And find the good in them. We also did five shir on the kudas tovos. We'll put that in the description. And you'll be able to flip that bad thing and see that it was really good. And say in your mind, my friend did not mean to harm me. That much. They didn't really mean to harm me as much as they thought it would. You have to strengthen yourself and search out and find love and harmony and balance and unity between all your friends and all the Jewish nation. And through this, then you'll love peace. Any place you are, even if it's not in the Jewish nation, whether it is on a good day, on a bad day, and then you'll have peace with everyone. When you begin to realize that it's God behind the scenes, you'll start seeing that nothing is bad. Whether it's a good day, whether it's a bad day, everything is from Hashem. And we have to search out shalom. We have to search out balance. We have to search out harmony and unity and achdas. And what is Rabbi Nachman saying? When you love the Torah and you love Hashem and you love peace and you search out shalom, you search out balance in your life, you know what the next step is? Then you start seeing in your friend, you know what? Yeah, they wronged me. Yeah, they treated me. Yeah, they did this. Yeah, they were nasty. Yeah, my wife. Yeah, this problem. Yeah, that problem. You'll see. They didn't really mean it in the way they, yeah, they said, I hate you. Yeah, they only said, I hate you because they were hurting from pain. And obviously anyone who's hurting, hurt people, hurt people. If you're hurting, you go ahead and you hurt someone else. If they were filled with love, they never would have done that. A person's able to have a flexible mindset and a person's able to drop their stale thinking that, like we were saying before, we think, oh, this is bad. Oh, this is bad. Oh, this is bad. Oh, it's not going my way. Oh, this person is bad, right? When a person starts seeing and aligning themselves with the Ratz and Hashem, that it's playing, the cards are unfolding exactly the way they're supposed to unfold. So now a person starts seeing you only one thought away from Shalom. <laughs> You're only one thought away from harmony. You're only one thought away from balance. When you let go of that thinking and you align yourself with the truth as it is in front of you. Then you start letting go of your resentments and new thoughts come into you and you see, yeah, it wasn't that bad. You start seeing even this is good. You stop differentiating between good days and bad days, and you start seeing it's all good. It's all from Hashem. There's no chiluk because it's from God. Okay, now we're going back to the screen share. Okay, and now what we're, we're going to see here, we're going to do paragraph. We're going to do paragraph base over here. And uh, we're going to see this touches very, very much, again, for those who have been following, I think we did four or five shirim on IA Lesson 12 in, in the second chalik we went on. This is, this is Mamish, so much overlap here. And again, for those who have been following this shirim for some time, you'll see in Lakut Maran stylistically how now that we've learned, you know, some main essential points, you'll see how there's so much overlap that's happening within these lessons now. So it's, it's really cool to see that there, there's a harmony here. And you need to know that the entire world is filled with God's honor. 
And there's no other power other than God. He fills all the worlds. The Soviv call Alman, and he surrounds all the worlds. Even a person who finds themselves in business amongst the Gentile nations, they cannot save themselves and say, It's impossible for me to serve God because I work so hard and I'm so tired after a long day. And after all, I'm working amongst the non-Jews. It seems like it's totally devoid of Torah. That a person saying to themselves they're constantly falling because they work, we work a million hours a day. And by the end of the day, there's nothing left. Because a person, the Chazal already revealed to us in all physical things, in all the languages of the Goyim, you could find God, divinity, in it. Because without a spark of godliness, it would not be able to exist. Right? We saw this when in the... Uh, when it came to lesson 12, discussing that the world was created in 10 utterances and the lowest level of, uh, the, the highest level of Tumah or the lowest level of Tumah, depends from which perspective, is sustained by the Maimar Sasam, the most potent level of Kedusha that's going incognito. Without divinity, it couldn't exist. Kamosha Kasub, like it says, that you, Hashem, give life to everything but like we're saying, right? The divinity within a thing, it's totally covered over. It's totally filtered over. It's totally betzimtzum. It's constricted with tremendous constrictions and concealment. Only in iota. In order to sustain that dirty place, that filthy place, that place just enough to give it life and not more. Because God was his godliness uh, within many different constrictions from the biggestness of his mind in order to the center point of the universe. And that's where the negative evil husks live. And any the more that the world was this filtration, this filtration system that created our physical plane and symptom more. God is enclosed more. There's more of a filtration system. And this is what's revealed to us by Chazal, and they opened up an opening for him. That the intelligent person will go ahead and they'll understand. That in all, hold on one second, that in all physical things, there is Hashem's Elokos. Hold on. Let's just explain that a little bit. Uh, we're touching on the tzimtzum now, 
Rabbi Nachman, I believe in, I think it's Samach I think he talks about, we'll get to that piece one day where he talks about the Tzimtzum at great length. This is called the vacated space. We'll just give a little bit, explain a little bit over here what this is talking about. That, uh, you know, the classical question is, is how do we exist, <laughs> right? If God is everywhere, prior to the creation of the world, God in his, God is one, right? He's not even one. You can't even use words to describe Hashem, but Elokus, divinity, fills the world. So the question is, is if Hashem's space, if Hashem fills the world, how's it shy for us even to exist? If you'd stare at the sun, you'd be completely blown out by light, which is why you need sunglasses in order to look at the sun. So the question is, is how was the world created? So Renachman explains over there, and Arizal explains, and other Sfarim explain, Hashem had to vacate a space, create Kavayacho. Hashem had to create a Chalal Panoi. He had to be mitzamtzim, his Elokus. He had to vacate a space and only leave an, uh, an iota of divinity within that space in order for us to exist, in order for creation to take place, in order for Hashem to do creation, Yeshma Ayin. Because again, if there is, if there is, you know, something in this space, nothing could fill it. So Hashem Kavayacha had to be mitzamsim, his elokus, he had to constrict his elokus to create something called the Chalal Panoi, a vacated space. And it was in that vacated space, the backdrop of the world was created. And which is why we're able to exist because Hashem created this tzimtzumim, acher tzimtzumim, right? This asar maimaros through the eser spheros and through the arba olamos. Hashem created some tzumim acher tzumim, constriction after constriction in order that we should be able to exist where Hashem constricted his divinity in such a way where it hides and it reveals at the same time, right? This is what the Kabbalah Svarim call mati below mati. Hashem is touches and goes. It comes, it goes. Meaning to say, Hashem constricted himself in the world just enough where he's allowed to be seen, but at the same time, you can't see him. Because if Hashem wasn't in the world, then the world wouldn't be able to exist, right? So everything in the world is sustained by God. There's a divine mind and there's a elokus to the creation. But at the same time, Hashem constricted himself. And therefore, even in the lowest of lowest places, there's God. So the way I like to think about this is kind of like, you're really not allowed to imagine these things. So all these things are Baderach Mashal, Nimshal, Kavayachal, obviously, right? But the way I like to think about it is like the old computers had a DOS prompt, you know, and there was this DOS prompt. There's like this black space, so to speak, that allowed the rest of the computer to take place on. So for some reason, I always think in my mind of like that DOS prompt of like the vacated space that allows the computer to take place on. That's Kavayachal, Lahavdil, Afei Abdullah. That is the vacated space that Hashem was mitzamsim himself in, in order to allow for the creation of the world to take place, that he should being that we should be able to exist in the world, right? As we Rabbi Nachman just said, right? Hashem is male kol amin. He fulfills all the worlds and he's saivib kol amin. He surrounds all the worlds, meaning to say Hashem is everywhere, right? Hashem is everywhere. And therefore a person is able to be b'shalom no matter where they are because everything that happens is an exact expression of the Ratzon of Hashem, exactly the way God wanted it. And it's for us to align our minds to see that we could come close to God no matter where we are. And therefore this, that people tell themselves, if I will, I had a better job, if I was this, if I did that, right? We, we, uh, right? If I, it, you know, 
people feel, how can I serve God? I'm a sinner. Or how can I serve God? I'm full of anxiety. How can I serve God? I'm full of trauma, right? How can I serve God? I'm full of emotional pain and grief. I'm full of dysfunction. I'm full of addiction. I'm full of averus. I'm a sinner, right? I look at things constantly that I'm not supposed to be looking on, right? I'm poking my bris. All sorts of things I shouldn't be doing. So how could me serve God? So Rabbi Nachman is saying, right, that no matter where your emotional world is, no matter where you find yourself in life, that's the expression of the Ratzon of Hashem. And you could align yourself with that and see that's what God wants. And therefore, you can start having a Muna and lifting yourself out of that and connecting to the divinity that lies behind. Again, not saying you should do a virus or anything like that, obviously. But if a person finds themselves in a situation, they're still able to come close to God. And this is exactly what we're going to continue. He says, Like Chazal say, Right? Oh, we're going to explain this in a second. Just explain that. Raya over there, that the Gemara in Menachos, right, that the Gemara in Menachos says, what does the word totafot for tefillin mean, right? It says, Vayula totafot necha. Totafot. What does the word totafot mean? Right? You should have a totafot between your eyes. Totafot? Really? What's a totafot? I don't know. Well, the Gemara in Menachos over here brings one of uh, that they learn from, from Africa. Just looking in to get the exact. Uh, right? Tat bikasve shtayim tat in a certain lashon. Uh, is called uh, two and pat, but right the fat in totafot, right, is in Africa, is called stein. So they learn out from non Jewish languages the depth that you have to have four partios, I believe, right, because this is totafot. Tat in a Gaish language means stein, kasve, whatever language that is, and pas, be Afrique in Africa also means stein. So we learn out, I believe. We learn out that you have to have four partials in these totafot from non-Jewish language. So it comes out, we're learning tefillin, hilchas tefillin, from the Lashonas Hagayim, from quote-unquote these representative of dirty, filthy places, we're learning out Kedusha. And this is what he says, Bechol HaLashonos, even in Dvar Gashamim, you could find Torah. That Hashem is Malu Hashem, so much so, when we learn out hilchas tefillin from the non-Jewish language. And this is what the Gemara Yoshami brings. And this, for those who learned Aye with us, lesson 12 in Tinyana, uh, this will be very familiar with you because he brings the exact same Chazal. If a person asks you, where is your God found? Tomer Lo, you know what the answer is? In the Roman village, in the Roman Parthenon, right? Uh, right? I'll call out to him, God is found in Seir. Meaning to say, our God is so big, he's found in Times Square. Our God is so big. Where's our God found? In the village. Where's our God found? Everywhere. In the Roman Parthenon, in the Teatro. 
Our God is so big. If they ask you, where's your God? No, you're going to tell them. In the filthiest, most dirtiest place, our God is so great. He's found even there. So it comes out that this person who asked, where is your God? Of course, he's found and sunken and entrenched in the negative forces. Because he removed himself from the group. He was the Russia who removed himself from the group and denied in God completely, saying, your God's not here. Where's your God found? He's not here. That he went so far to say, God's not found in this place. And it appears to this individual that God's not even there. Therefore, therefore, you emboldenly tell him, even where you are, that's where our God is. That you're found entrenched in a virus and sin, in evil doers. Even over there, you could find God. Because he gives life to everything. He enlivens everything, even you. You give life to everything. And there you could connect yourself to God. And now you could come to Tshuva. Right? Because it's not far from you. That's the Pasuk. It is so close. It's in your mouth. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. But the place where you are, there's so many tzimtzumim. There's such a great filtration system. It seems so dark. That's why you can't come close to him. But God is not far for you. And every place, uh, every time a person goes from level to level, they pull away the layers and they see God. And then they can know and understand and have true consciousness and perceptions into God. Because whatever higher level you're on, the garments get removed. And the tzimtzum starts to dissipate. And then you come close to God then now we go back to our original point. And then you could love yourself in Hashem and you could love God. You can have love. You can have amazing, amazing, amazing divine love. You can have amazing, amazing divine, divine love for God. So this is incredible. This is incredible. And we'll just do the quick recap, right? That if someone asks you, where's God? You tell him Bechrach Romi. You tell him in the Roman Parthenon. Our God is so great that he's even there. That no matter where a person finds themselves in life, no matter what they're up against, we need to start understanding. It's the exact rut zone of Hashem. <laughs> it's exactly what God wants. You are exactly where God wants you. You just need to search out Shalom. Right? As I always say, you could either be right or you could be happy, but you can't be both. Hashem is saying, search out happiness, search out shalom, right? Because the truth is we need to realign our thinking. We need to realign our mindset and see that every single thing is part of the divine plan. Even 
even, again, this is crazy to say, even the riots on Capitol, uh, Capitol Hill and the politics and the corona and the COVID, none of this is separate from God. And we know Hashem is always leading the world to a better place. And you say, well, God doesn't want that. That's not true. That's not really what God wants. Oh, yeah? Someone asks you, hey, Chana Hashem Elokecha, where is your God? You know, you tell that individual, he's right there with you. In the dirtiest, most filthiest, most ugliest place, God is there too. And you specifically tell him that, Rabbi Nachman says. Why? Because that individual, no matter where, where they are, it seems to them that there's ain lo elokus. It seems to them that there's no divinity. And therefore, you bring them to tshuva. We bring ourselves to tshuva by aligning ourselves with the truth. And you tell, you tell that individual, and deep imuna, you say, if Hashem wanted it a different way, Hashem would have, well, you think Hashem didn't want it this way? <laughs> right? If Hashem didn't want it this way, it would have been something else. So this is the exact expression of the Ratzon of, our, uh, Ratzon of God. And therefore, you could come close to God and you could come close to Tshuva because all these things are great tovos Hashem. Then a person stops being an inner conflict and they stop differentiating between the good ben betivo, ben ba'ako because now they're able to live their life in, without inner conflict and they're able to find balance in life. They're able to restore themselves to their shalom. They're able to restore themselves they're able to restore themselves to the harmony, to, to harmony. So we really, really need to see how Hashem is moving the world forward on all levels. Right? Hashem is constant. That's one of the Ikareyamuna, right? One of the Ikareyamuni is, right, that Hashkacha Pratis, divine providence, included in the understanding of Hashkacha Pratis, divine providence, is Hashem doing everything for the good. And not only that, Hashem is always bringing the ge'ula constantly. It's not just a one-time thing he's bringing the ge'ula. Hashem is constantly, perpetually, always enlivening the world, filling it, and he's constantly bringing the ge'ula at every moment in time. The world is always getting better. Constantly. It's like the Beatles used to say, uh, life is getting better, getting better all the time, right? When you see that the life is constantly getting better, the world is getting better. In Chitsonius, it looks like the world's getting worse. But Rabbi Nachman is teaching in Panemius, the world is getting better. And when we start seeing that even though with superficial eyes, the, with the Torah eyes, the eyes of the Torah, the eyes of the tzaddikim, the world is getting better all the time. At every moment, in Chitsonius, in the inside of the inside, ben betivo, ben Whether it's good, it's whether it's bad, I'm going to praise God because there's a panemius to the world. So even though the world on the outside might look like it's disintegrating, it's not separate from God. Of course it's from God, <laughs> right? How could it not be from God? And therefore, when we start aligning ourselves with the truth, of what's really happening in the world and the truth of the Muna, the truth of the Torah. And we don't start going off in radical ideas like QAnon and all these crazy uh, Antifa and radical ideas. These people, they only see the Chitsonius. They're not connected to the Torah. They're not connected to Klal Yisrael, at least in the Panemius way, because some of them are Jews. And they're, 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 they're looking at the world in superficial eyes. So if you look 
add as someone wrote on the chat over here i love QAnon. actually don't it's, it's crazy if you read about you read about QAnon, but it's such a radical thing which is why it's humorous to me like who in their right mind would believe such a thing right but when you don't believe in divine providence you don't believe that the world is getting better all the time <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, the person just wrote back clickbait. Maybe I'll make that the title this year. Do you believe in QAnon? Hey, uh, but the point is when you don't believe the world is getting better all the time, right? So you're left on your own to figure out. And without the Torah, without the tzaddikim, without Klai Yisrael, right? And then when you start seeing that we, Baruch Hashem, we have the Torah. These people all need to, my rab, my, my, one of my brother-in-laws, I'll give a shout out to him. His name is Rabbi Daniel Epstein. Uh, I call him Rabbi Dan, and uh, he writes an amazing Dvar Torah every week called uh, Dan's Torah. It's, it's amazing. I read it at my Shabbos table. It's such a good Dvar Torah, and I, uh, and he always he's he's a, a on campus rabbi in uh, George Washington University. He's the Hillel Rabbi in George Washington University, and he always tells me he says Shia, these people are ripe for Torah. This is what happens when you don't have Torah in your life. You know, you don't have Torah in your life. Right when you see the value of the light that the Torah brings of emuna of the tzaddikim, right? How Hashem is everywhere, and we only know that because the Torah teaches that. Now you could love Hashem, you could find balance in yourself, you could stop being imbalanced, and you could start being balanced. You could be mentally well, you could be sane, you could stop being anxious, you could stop being worried, you could stop being traumatized, you could stop giving in to the news. And you could see how the whole world has the subconscious desire for shalom, but they just don't have the Torah. They don't have the Torah. They don't have the tzaddik. And Baruch Hashem, we have Rabbi Nachman. We have Lekutim Aran. We have all the great tzaddikim of all generations. We have Moshe Rabbeinu, who opened up the Torah and started with Bereshis, and he didn't enter into Chakiras, and he just knew simple Amuna, Bereshis Baralokim Es Shamayim Ves that there is a God, and Hashem created the world, he didn't enter into such philosophies and chakiras, right? And when you start seeing the tova of the Torah, right? And what happens when you don't have it? And you can love God and you can love the Jewish nation and you can have balance and you can be happy, whether things are good or whether things are bad. With that, everyone, I end. Have a good Shabbos. We're going to continue seeing this amazing piece. Rabbi Nachman is going to continue in next week, talking about the different types of love we could experience for God and the different types of love we have in potential and the kinetic energy that we have for God, the different types of love in potential and in fruition that we're able to bring forth that all comes from having equanimity with God. And we'll end with the, with the Baal Shem Tov says, he says, Shavisi Hashem ledegdi tami. You have to keep Hashem in front of you constantly. One of the famous lessons from the Holy Baal Shem Tov is Shavisi, that you have to keep him in front of you, comes from the word Hishtavut, like we, we say in Hebrew, Hishtavut HaNefesh, equanimity, balance. When you see Hashem is in front of us at all time, when you see that there's a Muna and Hashem is always moving the world forward, right? Hashem is always making the world better then you could have equanimity. Then you could have living with God. You could have shavisi Hashem lenegdi tamid. You could have perfect balance and shalom and harmony, living with God, living with God no matter where you are and no matter where you find yourself in life, even if you find yourself in the Krach Romi.
And with that, everyone, we end. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos.